Here's a message from Ken Lavica. It's not a thing. There is no such thing as this league is better because insert team here is winning. The NBA is not better because the Knicks are winning. It doesn't exist. It's not a thing. Stop saying it. Coquel hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Again, there is no such thing, no such thing as a league being better because one team is winning. I'm Ken Lavica. He's Chris Kokal. Ken Lavica Live, Thursday edition, ESPN 106.3 from the Phillips Point Towers, downtown West Palm Beach, right off the sparkling intercoastal. Let's get right into it, Kokal. Knicks fans, you are an insufferable bunch. An insufferable bunch. Eight straight wins, and you guys apparently have won an NBA championship. But I suppose when you haven't won a damn thing since 1973, it feels like you've won a championship. But not helping. We are the New York Knicks. What is this? We are the New York Knicks. No, but seriously, what is this? We are the New York Knicks. We are the New York Knicks. Say go New York, go New York, go. No, Coquel, what is this? It's the Red Hot Knicks, baby. Just listen. No, but who, where, when is it from? Is this like a Lynn Sanity era stupidity? Is this back to the 90s? Like, what is this? 90s. Right, we're talking almost five decades of not winning a championship. So which eight-game winning streak did this come out of? 99. <laughs> I run with Allen Houston and Sprewell. Oh, you know the fake season that they they uh, they didn't oh. play a full regular season. All right, cool. Yeah, um, because when you play in the Mecca, you can overcome those things. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. So LeBron James tweeted the following this morning, and it drove me absolutely insane. The league is simply better off when the Knicks are winning, and there you go with the most overused, most baseless claim that you're going to find in sports because anytime a team from a big city no matter what league is it is starts winning ah oh, this is great because when this team when team x is winning league x is better it's the most predictable thing ever too when it's the Knicks the Knicks who have been relevant about five times in my lifetime have not won a championship since 1973 they win eight games last night on social media there's video out of Knicks fans celebrating outside of Madison Square Garden jumping on one another hugging one another high-fiving and fist-bumping one another acting as if they've just won a championship eight-game winning streak eight-game winning streak And only two of those teams right now are in a top seven playoff position in the Eastern or the Western Conference. But Knicks fans, congratulations. Congratulations for being relevant. You may be able to have home court advantage in a playoff series, 
My God, how far you've come. But LeBron, bro, I know you love tweeting. And I know you love putting He's yourself He's sending a out message. There. He's sending a message to Nick fans. I'm coming home. Him, Zion, LeBron James, Julius Randles. Nick's N- Randles. Right. <laughs> Julius there's two Randles. There's two of them. <laughs> That's how good they are. They're going to get two. There's two of them. They're going to be the best front line. And the second Julius Randle will be the second, the sixth <laughs> man off the bench. <laughs> LeBron tweeting, the league is simply better off when the Knicks are winning. LeBron, you're not helping. You're not helping this. Okay? The highest rated NBA Finals on ABC did not feature the New York Knicks, partially because it's almost been 50 damn years since the Knicks were in the NBA Finals. But the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors are the highest rated ABC ABC NBA Finals ever. And you want to know why? Because the NBA is a star-driven league. The NFL, to an extent, is a star-driven league. These are national leagues. These are not regional leagues like baseball is. Maybe you could give me the Yankees. Maybe you could give me that Major League Baseball is more intriguing and better when the Yankees are good. But I'm not giving you the NBA and the NFL. I'm tired of people like you, Coquel. I'm tired of people like LeBron trying to force-feed the Knicks down my throat. It's an eight-game winning streak. It's not that uncommon. It is for that franchise, not for any franchise that has had any sort of competence whatsoever. The Knicks don't matter to the overall success of the NBA. I said it. The Knicks have not been in the playoffs more than twice in the last 15 years. They have not won a championship since 1973, okay? They've played in two NBA finals in that span. And the NBA has never been more lucrative. The NBA has never had richer television deals. And it's it's proof that the NBA doesn't need the Knicks. They've done just fine without James Dolan's bunch being relevant. The league is better when the Knicks are good. The league is better. The NFL is better. By when the what ca- metric? By the excitement that we're talking about it, that it's on our TVs, that players want to come home no, now. You they all want to go back to the garden. Even if they're not from there, they're coming home. Tell them, LeBron. Tell them, miserable. I am miserable. Fine. Tell me what team makes sports better. You people tell me what team makes sports better, because apparently I'm in the minority here. What team makes sports better? 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. You can tweet at the show, at ESPN West Palm. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel. By the you know, way, that was a really emotional commercial for a Knicks-Bucks game from three years ago. That's what that was. I thought it was like a big emotional Knicks thing, but they have nothing to promote but Knicks Bucks at 7 o'clock. <laughs> That's what that was for. What would that even be for? That's what it was for. Who like, on the Bucks would be coming home to Madison Square? Or was it I the end of a long I road trip? I think it was Mello coming back, but still. Like, <laughs> I thought it was going to be some big thing like the Knicks are bad, and it's just Knicks Bucks, 7 o'clock. What team makes sports better? Just tell me. Just Lakers. tell me. Look at the Lakers. But LeBron. The Lakers irrelevant. were in the finals last year. And it was one of the lowest-rated NBA oh, Finals no, ever. no, no, really? Because I've heard you talk about cutting the cord. Let's not go by ratings. You know what happened when the whole watching TV experience, just like the NFL ratings were supposedly down. TV watching is down, so ratings, of course, are going to be down. Don't do that. 
Don't do that, Ken Levicka. You can tweet at the show at ESPN West Palm because you know what this is. You know, especially when it comes to the NBA, this Knicks conversation, you know what this is? This is New York fans who think they're so tough, who say that they are, they're so strong and there's such tradition and their city is so special and their teams have such storybook history. But these tough New York fans are also the most sensitive and the most attention seeking and the most look at me. So as soon as a team like the Knicks rolls off eight straight wins and again, only a couple of the teams in this eight-game winning streak are even going to be in the postseason or right now look like they're a playoff team. It's, look at me! Look at me! Yeah. We're still here! Winning games. Look, Madison Square Garden! Playing games in Timberlands Madison still winning. Madison Square Garden, the Mecca! Look at us! Basketball's better with us! New York, the basketball city! The NBA has been just fine with the Golden State Warriors rising to prominence. The NBA has been just fine with the Cleveland Cavaliers rising to prominence. The NBA's been just fine with the Miami Heat in the Big Three era. The Miami Heat going back to the NBA Finals with Jimmy Butler being the star of the franchise. The NBA has been just fine without the Knicks being relevant. Want to know why? Star-driven league. Want to know why the NBA's been fine? Because LeBron James is the NBA. LeBron James moves the needle. LeBron James makes things move. The NBA, it doesn't matter the city. Kevin Durant is someone who makes the needle move. And hey, Knicks fans, how relevant are you? Kevin Durant decided to go to Brooklyn instead of coming to play for you. Kyrie Irving decided to go to Brooklyn instead of playing for you. That's New York, by the way. So they wanted to come to New York to the big city. So the big city matters. No, 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 no. You're just mad because you're from the second-rate city. Isn't that what they call Chicago? Second-rate or second city. Sorry, I thought it was second-rate city. Uh, it's the it's the second city with second infinitely city. better pizza and better food than uh, uh-huh. New York. And uh, I seem to remember a guy named Michael Jordan just throwing haymakers and embarrassing the Knicks year after year after year. You were like after nine. Year. Not even. Were you even alive for Jordan? Yes. Uh, you're right. I was like nine, 10, 11. That was actually the heyday of my sports fandom. And it, it felt so good to have Michael Jordan. Live just in the now with Julius Randle, MVP of the league. MVP, okay. quickly, rookie of the year. R.J. Barrett, best young talent, probably the best if the player heat, under 21 if the in the heat NBA. If the Knicks meet in the playoffs, heat in five. Ha! Heat in five. What team makes sports? And I hear this with the Cowboys all the time, too, in the NFL. I hear this all the time with the Cowboys. Oh, the NFL is better when Jerry's team is winning. Uh, The NFL was just fine with the Patriots as the top team. The Cowboys, they have a big stadium. Looks like a palace. They have the star. Being recognizable and being relevant are two completely different things. Being recognizable and making something better are two completely different things. 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. Joe is in Jupiter. Joe, you're on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, you kind of stole my thunder with the Cowboys, but that's not the main – I was going to answer your question more directly because, yes, the Cowboys, in some opinions, either you hate them or you love them. But to me, being a sports fan for 40-plus years, the teams that make sports better are the ones with the most talent and you enjoy watching. I could care less about the Knicks. But you know what? I like watching Julius Randle. I don't care if it's any team in the Both NBA or NFL. If, <laughs> if they're good enough 
to to rise to the top, that's who I want to watch. I don't care if where the, what city they're from could care less yeah and that's so, why the nba is a and thank you for the call joe the nba is a star driven league it has been for quite some time i mean going back we referenced the bulls i am more of a tribalistic sports fan i follow teams it's why we talked about it the other day coquel it's why i really don't play fantasy sports because i my sports morality suggests that i need to stick with my team instead of potentially having to root against my team succeeding against x player but The NBA has shown that it is star-driven. It markets its individual stars better than anybody. The NFL markets its individual stars better than anybody. Baseball has largely become a regional sport. It doesn't have the national appeal that the NBA does, that the NFL does. And that's why I will give you maybe that the Yankees, the Yankees being good, it makes baseball better because baseball makes it difficult to recognize individual stars. So eyeballs go to the recognizable brand, and the most recognizable brand in baseball is the Yankees. But with the NBA, it doesn't matter if the Lakers are good. It doesn't. It doesn't matter if the Bulls are good. It doesn't matter if the Knicks are good. It doesn't matter if the Heat are good. It matters what team LeBron James is playing for. It matters what team Steph Curry is playing for. It matters what team Luka Doncic is playing for. In the NFL, where's Tom Brady? Where's Patrick Mahomes? Where are these players? That's what matters, not the team. So anybody who tells you that, oh, this league is better because this team is winning, they're just repeating a tired refrain that is not backed up by any sort of metric, any sort of TV rating, any sort of basis in reality. That's the truth. Tell me what the ratings would be then if it was a Bucks. You know, they're the three seed now, right? Mm-hmm. Versus the Jazz, who's the one seed out of the West. No one would watch that finals. It would be awful. No, because we we awful. There's like stars Giannis. in the team. There's yeah. stars in the team. Yeah. So it would be awful, but no one's going to watch. You know what the highest rated NBA finals in history is? It involved the Jazz. Yeah, that's because MJ was there. Yeah, that's MJ. Again, that's back then, but that's the height It's of the always NBA. been a star-driven league. It has always and been Chicago, a star-driven league. Even though it's a second-rate city, it mm-hmm. is a big city. It's not a second-rate city. That's the name of Stop it. Stop saying it. It's they call it the second-rate city. city. No, it's not a second-rate city. Stop saying that. What team makes sports? I don't think any team makes any league makes any sport. Nugget, Nuggets, Hawks. You think that's going to be a big one? No, but what what's the star power there, Josh? Or Josh Coquel? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> now we're really throwing punches at each other. By the way, because I call it a second rate city, you you go there. It gives me a chance to cross promote Josh Cohen, the home team today at three. Great job. What what does? Where's the star power there? Donovan Mitchell, is uh, that the guy you're going to bank yeah. your your TV ratings off of? He's the, one of the best guards in the league, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Trey Young, even though he just got hurt. But, you the know, NBA would start, but I don't get your point, though. I don't get your point in giving me it wouldn't these. Be, it would be bad because it's not a big market. The teams aren't good. No one cares. If the Knicks were in there, I guarantee the finals are rated high. You guarantee that? Guarantee it. You think a Julius Randle-led Knicks team yep. is going to rate better than Steph Curry versus LeBron James in the NBA well, that, finals? Now you're going, or hey, in the same oh, let me get the two guys who just played each other over and over again and have like a little dynasty battle going on. That's not a fair comparison. 
Let the playoffs begin, Knicks fans, before you start celebrating in the streets of Manhattan that something big is happening. Listen, the Heat better worry about getting in the playoffs, not like the four-seed Knicks. It's the, a lock. The Heat are oh, – I, I, man, I hope they lose 10 straight. They're in the seventh seed. They're not, they're not in the playoffs right now. They're in the playoffs to get into the playoffs. Okay, that's fine. And as Jimmy Butler said last night, I don't worry about the standings. Worry about going out there and performing. They've now won three straight. They look better. They're getting healthier. Tyler Hero's playing better, and I stand by what I said. Heat, Knicks, postseason, based on the current rosters, based on the coaches. I mean, the Knicks are going to be limping to the finish line because that's what Tom Thibodeau does to his players. He just grounds them down yeah, before they, they get into they the postseason. They look pretty miserable. Have you watched one Knick game? They're not tired. They're not mad. They're not unhappy. Tell me the how team loves him. Tell me how their legs look when they get into the postseason. Heat Knicks postseason, Heat in five. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken Levicka Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken Levicka and Chris Coquel. Have some tweets on our on our conversation about the Knicks. They've won eight straight. New York fans are losing their minds, and we're seeing a bunch of the NBA's better when the Knicks are good takes suddenly coming out of the woodwork, especially the most notable one this morning from LeBron James. LeBron, focus on the Lakers, please, okay? Because if the Knicks do make a run that I don't anticipate... I need you in the finals, all right? Like just, just focus on the Lakers. 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. What teams winning make sports to you? Because apparently this is a thing. I've always fought it. Apparently it's a thing. Ken Levega Live is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. It's been going for 21 years. That program's old enough to drink. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program summer semester courses. You can take them remotely. Fall semester courses, whether it is on campus in Boca Raton at Florida Atlantic in the beautiful Schmidt Center, it is what what resources over there, by the way. If you're getting an MBA, want an MBA in sport management, do it at FAU because you are getting top of the line everything. This is first class. Dr. Jim Reardon, he has seen it all, and he has put together an internationally renowned MBA sport management program. And the important thing about this, Coquel, and this is what I always stress, it's people right out of school that are getting their MBA in sport management, but I know plenty of people that at age 38, 39, age 40, they've got families. They just want to take a left turn and go a different career direction. They've always wanted to get into sports, didn't know how. This is how. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Find out more online. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. That's FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. We're going to be playing Know Your Draft about 20 minutes from now. We are going to be giving you a chance to join myself and Coquel next Thursday, round one NFL draft. We're going to be hanging out at the Palm Beach Kennel Club, PBKC, the Paddock Restaurant, a chance for you and a guest to come hang with us. And Santonio Holmes, who's going to be there in person. We're also giving away a $100 gambling voucher and a $50 tab. So we're taking care of you as well, as if me and Coquel and Santonio Holmes weren't enough. We're also giving you gambling money and a tab as well uh let's go to twitter at espn west palm at david j neal used to hear that the nfl was better when green bay 
was winning from baby boomers, but then the league grew mightily in the 70s, and the pack usually sucked. Same for the Lakers and Celtics, but the NBA did pretty well in the 90s as both went through changes. I mean, case in point, absolutely. The league is better when the Packers are good. The tradition. Why does it? No. Tradition doesn't mean anything when you're talking about dollars, when you're talking about eyeballs. It just doesn't. Is Does it make you feel good? Yes. But what makes you feel good doesn't necessarily mean that it makes a league better. Yes, it brings the casual fan back into the mix. But I don't think that's the case because the casual fan may have grown up in the Bay Area and the 49ers or that team for them. This is completely subjective. But the bigger teams have more casual fans spread out. That's the point. What team makes sports better? 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. Just because a brand is recognizable, a sports brand is recognizable, that doesn't translate to dollars. That doesn't translate to eyeballs. Could it? Sure. Does it? Not necessarily. Your feelings, your feelings and the warm tinglies you get when a, a team that you grew up around in your region or a team that used to be good, the University of Miami goes through this. The Hurricanes go through this. Canes fans will tell you college football's better when the Canes are good. It makes us in South Florida feel better. That's not by definition, for the country. College football seemed to have been just fine with Alabama and with the SEC rising to prominence. College football seems to be doing just fine, taking in more money than it ever has before. I don't know. I think when teams like Miami or Michigan, when they're better, I think it's better for college football also. What have you missed about Michigan? What What have you missed about Michigan since Jim Harbaugh took over and they can't beat Ohio State? What have you missed about the Wolverines, Coquel? Them being a part of it. Just them being. So if you I have mean a choice of a game, whether it's Arkansas State or Michigan, I'm like, ah, Michigan's playing. I wish Michigan was winning because I want there to be more competitive rivalry games with Ohio State and Michigan. If Michigan's in the playoff, I don't have a damn care. I could not care less if Michigan was in the college football playoff. For me, this goes for Miami, this goes for Florida. This goes for Florida State. This goes for Michigan. Just because a team once was good, a program once was good, doesn't mean that it makes that sport export better. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. Leo is in Riviera Beach. Leo, good afternoon. Good afternoon, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Yep. Love the show, as always. But um, I think that I think, Ken, I'm going to have to disagree with you in college football, especially I think when Notre Dame is better. Yep. Especially if Notre Dame and Miami are better at the same time. That harkens back to the Catholics first convicts. You know, Notre Dame has the Subway alumni, you know, the most most alumni in terms of every which way in the country. So when Notre Dame is better, they draw the national attention to them. Or when they're truly better, I would say, and and another, I feel like that's similar to, not in a to a lesser extent with Michigan. They they have the Jordan brand. When, I mean, the only defensive player to ever win the Heisman came from Michigan. So it's like it's one of those things where Michigan is is almost like a national brand, in my opinion. Right. But as far as as far as the NFL, if the Dolphins, I mean, if the Dolphins are doing bad. 
you know, I'm disappointed, but I don't think they, they don't drive the needle, and I don't think the Cowboys drive the needle. Everybody loves the NFL. I get your point about Notre Dame, but also keep in mind, Notre Dame has kept itself relevant because of the relationship with NBC. They have a network dedicated to them, an American broadcast network that carries them. So even when they're bad, even in the late Tyrone Willingham days, even in the Bob Davey era, they were still on NBC. And so Notre Dame doesn't make college football better, but what has happened is Notre Dame has been able to plop itself into the middle of the college football landscape because they have the money to do so and the former glory to do so, and that's what they feed off of, despite the fact they haven't won a national championship since, what was it, 1991 or whenever, with with Lou Holtz. I'll give you the Notre Dame out there because as a kid growing up on Long Island, that was the team I watched because they were... they were the team on TV. But no they school, were the only team on TV. Right, and no school has romanticized itself better than Notre Dame has. Oh, Rudy, Between such a bad, Rudy such a bad movie. And he was offside. Um, uh, whether it's Rudy, whether it's the NBC deal, and Leo appreciate the call. They have, they have kept themselves relevant because of business. Not necessarily because college football is better when Notre Dame is winning. Is it fun? When they make a late run, yeah, sure. But a lot of that is just us trying to recapture former glory. It makes us feel good. It makes us feel more comfortable. It makes us feel safe when something from our childhood or boomers from back in the 70s, Newt Rockney, it makes them feel better about... Uh, Era Parsegan makes them feel better about... Uh, the college football because nostalgia is there. Nostalgia doesn't mean better in modern day. But Notre Dame is a is a decent counter because they do keep themselves relevant. National broadcasting with NBC involved like that, they probably are able to cash in a little bit better than other schools. 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. We'll continue taking your calls on that, and we'll also take your tweets at ESPN West Palm, at ESPN West Palm. I did want to get to this yesterday, Coquel, but I was not able to. Uh, Mike Greenberg, who you uh, hear right before us uh, on ESPN 106.3. Greeny. He was, ta- <laughs> he was talking about, do you know him uh, on a nickname basis like uh, that? That's my buddy. leads right in. He hands the mic off to me. Uh, Oh, man. I wipe it down for him and send him on his way. See you later, Greens. <laughs> I do. I'm glad you do follow the COVID protocols. Yeah, of course. But he was talking about how in the NFL draft, it is so, so important to go get protection for your quarterback. If an offensive lineman is there, if someone elite is there, why wouldn't you go get him? And this sort of bucks conventional wisdom because we love the skill position players. We love the flash we love the 4-4 speed, but you got to protect that quarterback. And Greenberg said, look at the Super Bowl. The Chiefs only put pressure on Tom Brady three times. Three times in the Super Bowl. And that's why the Bucs were able to roll. And a 43-year-old quarterback was able to lead his team to victory and hoist the Lombardi Trophy. I am not of that belief that your man Greeny put out there, Coquel. Because I looked at the Tampa Bay offensive line, and this applies directly to the Dolphins because the Dolphins obviously need protection for Tua. The Dolphins' O-line was not great last season. They did not grade out well. They did not protect Tua particularly well. Uh, And so, yeah, if Penny Sewell was still there, 
based on what Greeny's saying, you'd want to go get him because you need someone to protect Tua. But let's look at the vaunted Buccaneers offensive line, okay? Donovan Smith started in the Super Bowl. Second round pick of the Buccaneers in 2015, okay? Ali Marpet, second round pick, 2015. Ryan Jensen, he came from the Ravens. He was an undrafted free agent, 2018, okay? Aaron Stinney, who started the last three games of the playoffs and the Super Bowl, he was an undrafted rookie coming out of college and then made his way to the Bucks from the Titans. Before him, before he got hurt, Alex Kappa was the starter. He was taken in the third round in 2019. And then there's your right tackle, Tristan Wirfs, who was taken 13th overall by the Bucks prior to last season. So they did hit on a first-round rookie. But the Dolphins also have a first-round pick from 2020 on their offensive line. Everybody else was taken in the later round. You, the, the, the offensive line construction in the NFL largely is done through good moves in free agency or developing your linemen that you take in a second or a third or a fourth round. You don't have it helps, to take though. an offense. It helps. As if, a Jets fan, when they took Mangold and Debrickshaw Ferguson, that O-line got significantly better. Mekhi Becton has been really he's probably the only bright spot on the Jets offense. And what is that meant? Jets. What what is that meant? Well, for they the got to build around him now. And it did it meant a lot when it was DeBrickshaw and Mangold. Those lines were good and that's when the Jets were making the playoffs. If you have the ability to identify offensive line talent, you don't have to take an elite offensive lineman in the first 7 picks of the draft. Can I give you, you a scenario? Don't. Can I give you a scenario? Sure. Cuz I know this is kind of where your brain is. Quarterbacks go 1 through 3. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the elite player. That's the moneymaker right there. Pitts gets taken off the board. And we'll say quarterbacks go one through four. Pitts gets taken off the board. Okay. Okay. So now the Dolphins are sitting there. No Pitts. Because I know the the tight end, the mismatch that he is out of Florida, he's the guy that you really want. So let's get him out of the way. So now we're basically wide receivers or Penny Sewell. You don't you don't start weighing in the the left tackle for the next 12 years? I can go get a good offensive lineman at 18. I pick again at 18. You, can also you mean a, to tell you me? You can also get a really good receiver. Elijah Moore is still going to be there. But Rashad Bates might be the, be, the but best if I have, out there. If Bateman, I have, excuse if me. If I have Elijah Moore or Bateman there for me at 18, but I could have at six taken Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith. And then or, take or, like a Vera Tucker, yes, a guard later on. That's what I'm saying. And I'm not, I'm not trying to diminish the position. And maybe this is just football simpleton me like I'll acknowledge that I fall for the flashy lights I I fall for the blazing speed I love that stuff because I also feel like in the NFL where more than ever you're running offenses where the quarterback is on the move and you're running play action and we even see NFL teams adopting the RPO you don't necessarily need to go elite with the offensive line if you can find veterans and then coach up the young talent to protect your quarterback like the Buccaneers did. That's all I'm saying. I just I I the analogy that Greeny used for the Buccaneers being the poster child for getting protection for your quarterback in the draft, it's not necessarily all that accurate because the of the three guys they drafted that's on their offensive line, only one of them was actually a first-round pick, and that first-round pick came at 13. 
He's Coquel. I'm Ken Lavica. Let's not forget that you have a chance to hang out with us next Thursday at the Palm Beach Kennel Club. We are going to play Know Your Draft. Uh, we'll give out the number to do that, to do that specifically about 10 minutes from now. But we'll play Know Your Draft. We'll go head-to-head today. We had, uh, I would call it what, some moderate phone issues yesterday, Coquel? Yeah, but we got the winner, the guy who called got the first, winner. even though we lost four of the other people. So call back, give it another shot. But the one who did call first was, ended up we getting him, got him back first. We're gonna we're gonna try though to make this a head-to-head thing. Will our technology allow for it? Will our talent with technology allow for it? Oh, we'll have to see. But we are going to give someone the chance to hang out with us next Thursday at the Palm Beach Kennel Club. Uh, and again, it's gonna be you, a guest, Santonio San Holmes, Ken Lavica. Chris Coquel will be broadcasting live 6 o'clock, by the way, and $100 gambling voucher and $50 tap. So we'll do that in about 10 minutes' time. The NFL draft next Thursday. The Dolphins pick 6. They pick 18. Will they trade back? I promise you all have plenty to discuss about it in the coming days. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levicka. We're live on ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquel. Subscribe to the Ken LaVica Live featuring Coquel podcast. Can we do the rejoin again? Because I played the wrong one. No. You're stuck with what you do. I know we got the same song twice in one show. It's bad. That's like... That's, this is producer trouble. Like, I'm very upset now. I'm off. As you should I'm be. I'm off. I've, mm. Hey, we're going to make you better, okay? Hang in there, sport. Did you ever get called sport when you were a kid? No. Was it pal? Buddy? Buddy. Yeah. No. Yeah, I got a lot the worst, of buddy. The worst, though, being, being a fat guy, can I tell the rest of the world, calling <laughs> sure. us big guy, especially when you're 5'8 on a good day, don't call me big guy, because you're not saying I'm, like, towering yeah. over you at my height. You're just saying I'm fat. Like, just... You know what Just else don't I do don't it. love? I don't love being called boss. Well, you're you're a d bag. It's I almost kind of say that. It's almost kind of condescending, right? No, you're a turd if you say boss. Uh, you're a turd. Uh, no problem, boss. Don't call me boss. Yeah. You don't know me like that. Don't call me boss. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel. In fact, we've... don't talk to me because I don't like people. Yeah. How's that sound? Like, just avoid me. Yeah. Uh, but subscribe to our podcast. Let us talk to you for an hour every day after 1 o'clock. Uh, we'll have that ready for you all, gift wrapped and ready to go and ready for your commute home or whenever the hell you want to listen to it. Wherever you get your favorite podcasts, Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel. Subscribe to it, rate it, and listen to it. It is right there for you. Know your draft coming up just a couple of minutes from now, but uh, Coquel and I are both fathers of two children. Coquel has uh, has two sons. I have two daughters. Uh, and we are just trying the best we can. We are trying to navigate through these parenting waters, and it's really trial by fire, right, Coquel? I think that's why I messed up the rejoins, because I'm having some trouble at home. Really? Yeah, we're really? having what, what's, issues. What's, um, let's cover it. Let's uh, debut a new segment. Ken's got two daughters. Coquel has two sons. One thing they do have in common is that they both don't have a clue. Ken and Coquel are bad dads. Bad dads here on Ken Levick Alive. Coquel, why don't you tell us what's troubling you at home with your children? So I have a nine-year-old and a four-year-old at home, both boys, as you said before. So, you know, you expect the birds and the bees talk to start happening around what age? 13? 
Yeah, that's generally, I would say, if you're going to take a puberty average, that's probably the age, yes. Well, my nine-year-old all of a sudden lately plays sports. He's starting to smell worse, like his armpits are starting to smell. <laughs> so we had to go deodorant, and I was like, all right, well, that's starting a little earlier. Like, uh-huh. his feet stink now. He's getting to that teenage smelly age already. Yeah. And I was like, that's bad. But then something else happened. Uh-huh. There were some other changes in his body. Oh, like- That came a little early where he flipped out and thought something was wrong. Oh, I know where you're going with so, this. It would, does, does this sometimes happen when he sees something on TV or, say, a poster of something that they... I don't, I don't think so. I think the stiffening is happening. What? <laughs> is that not, not okay? His wink? I can't talk about oh his wink. We call God, it winky now. Like, okay. Do you have different names? Like, I, I, no, I, I have girls. I mean, like, hoo-ha? <laughs> sure. Well, his wink is... Uh, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Came I out we, flipping we get it. We he get came it. out flipping out because he's feeling tingles and yeah. it was growing and there was something wrong and yeah. he didn't know what to do. So you're, it sounds like you're in the market to have the talk at nine years old or at least a semblance, a precursor, a pregame show, if you will. But is the talk too early at this age? Because yeah. I, I don't know if it's involuntary, right? I don't know if it's just happening right now or if it's like... This is interesting. Something that's going on. Anybody who is uh, especially a parent of uh, of boys, uh, Coquel could use your help. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. I suppose this is, this is the best way to put it. The early stages of puberty, including... The most obvious one. It started early at like age nine. The guy was on a True Freedom Therapy commercial discussing how it how changed. I'm 36, <laughs> It feels uncomfortable talking about it. It's because I'm talking about a 36-year-old. But we've been there before as, as males. We've been there before. But, man, age nine? I don't know if I was at that point. Do yeah. I have that talk, though? Thir- like, third grade. Do, do, based on the evidence here, the stinkiness is coming and the tingly stuff is happening. Does Coquel have to have the talk at nine? If you're a parent of boys, 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. How do you handle this? Because I'm lost. I don't know how to handle this at all. My, I don't even know where to go with this. My fear is if I have the talk too early, I'm not trying to get him to get interested in things that he's not ready to be interested Mm -hmm, in. mm -hmm. And I don't want him now being all weird in that direction. Are you taking it a step too far if you go that direction or you just keep it to explaining? But yeah, man, that's tough. That is really tough. So right now I went with the old, it's a natural process, a natural part of the body. There's nothing wrong. This is going to happen. But he only says it when my wife's not around too, of course, because, you know, like he knows it's something going on so like we'll be driving to practice and he'll be like that's so it's happening again yeah yeah sometimes it just happens should i change the song and see what's tough for you is is you're the you're the father figure so you're the one who they're gonna go to your son's gonna go to and both your sons are gonna go to in my world what's fortunate for me is that once things start happening with my daughters that's all mom i mom mom's handling that aspect but what happens if they feel more comfortable going to you Mom, <laughs> you're gonna just pawn it off. Sorry, like you. I mean, we. You can tell me things, but I'm not gonna be of much help to you because I don't know how to do any of this stuff. I don't know how to handle any of this stuff. But father of 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 uh, of sons or guardians of sons, anybody who's raising sons, Coquel could use your help. Tweet us at ESPN West Palm. Mature adults that aren't me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People that actually act their age, unlike Coquel, who uh, is a 12-year-old stuck in a 40-something body. 888-760-3776 because I could see your son saying, hey, this is happening, and you're like, yeah, me too! <laughs>
Like, I could absolutely see that no, happening. And I'm glad, though, he's being private about this because I don't know how your kids are, but my kids are basically nudists. Like, they'll oh, get yeah, out of yeah, the, yeah, yeah, they're running sure. around. But even at nine, like, I'm like, dude, you're a little old. Yeah, let's, this. Let, let's wrap the towel up now. Yeah, let's get into the that whole world. running around the house and bouncing off the couch naked, probably. Uh, yeah, at nine, you're right. Like, he's out of that. Uh, my four year old comes out and shakes his butt every time <laughs> after a shower. Look at my booty. Kids like, don't care, man. No. And it's kids absolutely don't care. I don't know what to tell them, though. I want advice from you. If the callers aren't going to call 888-760-3776, I need Ken Levick. You are, your name is on the show. You need to help me. We have each other. We're, what this, I would do. On this rocket ship we're on here, Ken Levick Alive, we only have each other. Ken. What I would do, and I, I, I don't like when... Uh, Put ice cubes on it? Well, I, I, <laughs> I don't know... About your son, but I know that I don't handle things or receive things well when it's like, hey, why don't you sit down and let's have a let's have a chat. Like when you isolate yourself from the rest of the family and you sit down in a quiet room, that's not good for me. I would do it after like a car ride or during a car ride. Try and make it as indirect as possible, but make it direct. If you can, it, like, you don't want it to be I'm so not choosing like, what official it's happening, sound. Ken. I know, but the talk, the talking to him. I'm not saying you have to address it as it's happening. What I would say is do it in a spot where he's comfortable, like going to practice or or coming home from practice. Not like, hey, sit down on the couch. But because that's awkward. That's uncomfortable. You know that something weird is probably happening, or it's at least it's not a comfortable setting. Because how often do you and your son have like a heart to heart sitting like in a quiet room on the couch? Well, he he already know. That's how I know he knows it's something different. Because normally anything else going on, my kids will run and tell the whole world. Like mm-hmm. he only gets yeah, me see, cornered and isolated, whether it's in the car already. All right. Well, or if no one else is in the living room, then he comes out and tells me. Well, but then I'm like, is this happening right now? Because I'm not gonna be like, hey, let me look and see. No, like no, it's no, no, just no, that's so stupid. Aw- it's all awkward. But I don't just like tell it. him this is normal. Do it. This is normal. No. no, tell him this is normal. Just tell him this is normal. This this is nothing wrong. Like just leave it at that, and then leave the talk for later. Because this is not the time for the talk. I don't. I went on my first date in third grade. Really? I mean, I went to Friendly's. Erica Stewart, what up? <laughs> what up? Uh, what what date do you go on in third grade? I went to Friendly's. You know what Friendly's is? It's ice cream. They used to have oh, one yeah, by yeah, the yeah, Mets yeah. I know what you're here. talking about. Yeah, they got rid of it. It's very sad for me. I moved to Port St. Lucie because it, uh, of that place. Uh, parental guidance? No. We rode our bikes and met up. Double date. Okay, that's pretty Jen awesome, Mellon man. Jen Mellon was with Rich... Zucklitz was great. That's pretty awesome. I'm sure, these people love that. And that'll. And uh, Erica ended up married Corey Renard. Like, what happened to the loyalty, Corey? We were friends. I dated her first in third grade, and you just marry her? Now it's weird that you still har- uh, have, uh, are harboring bad feelings about that. So that is Bad Dads. And again, we don't have a clue. And if None. you have uh, any way to help Coquel, 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. Next Thursday, Palm Beach Kennel Club, PBKC. It is the Paddock Restaurant. We have the NFL Draft Party. Doors open at 5 at PBKC. Myself and Coquel, a special edition of Ken Levick Alive at 6 o'clock. And we're giving you a chance to be there. And they are, yes, Coquel. We will still be on noon that day. Let's make yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not swapping one for, for the other. You just get bonus Ken Levick and Chris Coquel. Um, and they are not skimping. They have a full-fledged buffet. They have 146 TVs, three jumbo TVs. This is the place to be to watch the NFL draft. But we're giving you a chance to join us at PBKC at the Paddock Restaurant. You and a guest, $100 gambling voucher, $50 tab. That's a gift card to get food, drinks, 
Anything you need there at PBKC at the Paddock Restaurant. It is time now to play Know Your Draft. It's time for Know Your Draft. So get in, 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. The number one more time, 888-760-3776. Your chance for you and a guest to be there Thursday night, Paddock Restaurant, PBKC, night one of the NFL draft. Santonio Holmes will be there. Special edition of Ken Levick Alive from 6 to 7. And the $100 gambling voucher and $50 tab. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. When we return, we play Know Your Draft. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquel. Phones are open. Your chance to be with us next Thursday night. PBKC. The Buffet. The drinks, the gambling voucher, you and a guest, Santonio Holmes, and a live edition of Ken Levick Alive at 6 o'clock, all at the PBKC Paddock Restaurant next Thursday, night one of the NFL Draft. We're going to play Know Your Draft. Here's the number. Phones are open, 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN, that's 888-760-3776. Three seven seven six doors open at five, and again special guest Antonio Holmes. He will be there. He will be talking with everybody, hanging with everybody, and then me, Ken Lavica, Chris Cocal start at six, go till seven, and then Antonio Holmes speaks at seven o'clock. Enter to win a trip for two to Vegas for next year's draft, or tickets to a Steelers home game as well. These will be up for grabs. At PBKC next Thursday night, the uh, delicious draft party buffet and the draft action on the three jumbo screens, the 146 additional TV monitors. Reserve your spot now, pbkennelclub.com or on the Palm Beach Kennel Club Facebook page, but we're giving you a chance to win. You and a guest right now, 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. Uh, The NFL rule changes yesterday, and we'll get to your calls, and we'll get our winner in a moment. If you missed the NFL rule changes, there is one in particular that I absolutely love. I'm absolutely into, uh, and uh, I think you can probably uh, get where I'm going here. It's not the numbers. It's not the fact that now running backs and wide receivers can uh, wear single-digit numbers. That doesn't mean anything to me whatsoever, but... The one that I like the best. I like the the one that I like the most. Coquel, can you guess which NFL rule Ken Levicka approves of the most uh, that was voted on and was put into action for 2021 yesterday? Onside kick rule. You're exactly right. Well done. The receiving team on kickoffs limited to nine players within 25 yards of the ball. Last season, NFL teams recovered only three of 67 onside kicks that's the lowest recovery rate since 2001 uh so this to me the onside kick should be used as a weapon the onside kick should be something that has an ability to actually succeed so i love the fact that the receiving team now limited to nine players within 25 yards of the ball i think that it 
the reason the onside kick was changed was for safety reasons. I think this maintains that to an extent, but also also gives you the chance uh, to to make the onside kick at least a semblance of of what it actually is and what it actually was. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. Your chance to win. You and a guest. A trip to PBKC. Paddock Restaurant next Thursday. Night one NFL draft. It's their NFL draft party. Coquel and I will be there. Special edition of Ken Levick Alive. Santonio Holmes will be there. You have a chance to win tickets to a Steelers home game. You have a chance to win tickets to the Vegas NFL draft that didn't happen last year and is rescheduled for next year. That in and of itself. I'd be rolling over there and giving myself an opportunity to win. Uh, let's go to the phones. And who are we bringing in here, Coquel? First, we have to do the open. Ken, what are uh, we doing right uh, now? Sorry, let's go to the open. No, your draft. Thank you. Draft, Appreciate draft, 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 Now, who are we going to? We are going to Andrew and Jupiter. Andrew in Jupiter. Andrew, you are on Ken Levick Alive. Your chance to join us Thursday at the Palm Beach Kennel Club. It is time for Know Your Draft. Andrew, how confident are you in your draft knowledge? 90%. All right, 90%. That's better than 89, better than 80. We'll see if your knowledge, this question, falls within your 90%. Andrew from Jupiter. The Dolphins chose this offensive lineman number one overall in 2008. Laramie Tunsil. That is incorrect, Andrew. The correct answer was Jake Long. Jake Long is who you were looking for. Andrew, I apologize. The good news, Andrew, try again tomorrow. Absolutely. We'll be doing this again tomorrow, Monday and Tuesday, Andrew. Appreciate the call. The, the lines are still open. We still got time. If you want to give it a shot, 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. Uh, your chance to get in to know your draft and hang with uh, hang out with us next Thursday night at the Paddock Restaurant. Us and, oh, yes, Antonio Holmes. Jake Long, by the way, that was the very uh, first time that I was covering the Dolphins. I called him for five seasons here for ESPN West Palm. And uh, Jake Long, I went to go shake his hand. They had his introductory press conference because it was a done deal uh, several minutes uh, literally several minutes into the pre-draft period. Uh, Bill Parcells and company, Tony Sperano, new head coach, they knew that Jake Long was their guy. He was already signed. Uh, that's back when you were able to do things like that. There was no uh, rookie cap, uh, and so he was signed. He was ready to go, and there was no drama whatsoever uh, before the NFL draft. He was taken number one, but I went to go shake his hand, and quite literally his middle finger when he shook my hand went halfway up my forearm. Jake Long's hand was the single biggest hand that I have ever shook in my entire life. It was freakish. It was completely freakish. Now who's going to get their shot here, Coca? Chris from Stewart. All right, Chris from Stewart, you're on Ken Levick Alive. A chance to join us at the Palm Beach Kettle Club next Thursday. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Time to know your draft. This one is a tough one. Who is the last non-quarterback to be taken number one overall? And a hint, he's in Cleveland. Baker Mayfield. Non-quarterback. Non-quarterback. Oh, non-quarterback. I'm sorry. Uh, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett is correct. The judges will allow you to have it. Well done. And we have another 
happy listener headed to hang out with us for night one of the NFL draft at PBKC, the Paddock Restaurant. He will enjoy brunch. He will enjoy $100 gambling voucher. He'll enjoy a $50 tab for food and drink, and he will enjoy a guest as long uh, as he can make it with said guest, and he'll hang out with Coquel and I and Santonio Holmes and all of those TVs next Thursday for night one of the NFL Draft. We'll do it again tomorrow. It's Barton Hahn next. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levicka. We've been live on ESPN 106.3.